0: Hey guys, Tom Oliver and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud,
1: Stitcher, and
0: TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome back once again, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 44 of What's Going On Here. I am Tomo Loverick, also known as T-Love. And with me, as usual, I have the stellar, the over-talented, far-reaching, <laughs> massively cuddly... Mm. Mr. Young Sean Quigley, a.k.a. the Lord Marshal, a.k.a. the... Is, is this the Lord Marshal? Oh,
1: I, I, uh, well, it's it's a bit of both. The Lord
0: Marshal and the Lord Chancellor. Okay. Yeah. A.k.a. the Lord Chancellor, a.k.a. the Lord Marshal, a.k.a. the Quig, as he is best known in all the techno DJ circles. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sean Quigley. Sean, how are you, you wonderful young man? Pretty how good. Uh,
1: pretty good. I'm uh, just sort of getting I have a little cold. Okay. I had a little cold yes. the last uh, couple days. Uh, My my baby, uh, my little baby human gave me the cold. I think.
0: Well, that's that's now that you have a little kid, you're gonna you're basically virus central. You're gonna be getting everything.
1: Yeah. She went to daycare. She went like her first day at daycare, and then like you know, half the days after that got sick. And now
0: I'm sick. Yes. And my wife is sick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because a buddy of mine. I've mentioned him before, Alex, he's he's NYPD, he's been on the NYPD now for years, probably like 15, 16 years, um, he uh, uh, used to work for the Board of Education, so this time of year, school would start, literally, within two weeks, he'd be sick as a dog, mm-hmm. and he was just saying, like, I hate those little virus bags, <laughs> yeah, his son is, at this point, like some 16 years old too, he's like, I hate <laughs> those little virus bags, but... It's just like kids, you just can't, you know, and for and of course, because they got those lovely little brand new immune systems, they fight them off and beat them back in no time, uh-huh. and you're sitting there going, ah, because, you know, <laughs> we drink beer, and we smoke all sorts of shit, and who knows what else, you know, yep. so, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm glad you're here, sir. Yes, yes. Episode 40, we yes, yes. were gone for a bit, uh, various uh, uh, incompatibilities happened, scheduling-wise and gig-wise, and um, which might happen again within a couple of weeks, because... Mm-hmm. I start rehearsals. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh. Someone's very in demand. Oh, very in demand, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so for you folks who don't know, um, our show, we watch a TV show or a movie that few people have seen or heard of, or necessarily not few, but it's not very popular. We look for stuff that's not very well known generally. We watch the middle 20 minutes. If it's foreign language, we turn off all the subtitles. Um, and then we try to figure out what's going on here. And today what we're watching is a movie called Queen, uh, which was made in 2014. It's an Indian-made movie, so it's kind of a Bollywood movie. Yep. And the premise is, and one of the reasons we chose it, was that a young woman, after being, I guess, spurned by her m- husband, decides okay. to go on a honeymoon by herself to Europe. mm. So we figured okay this should be nice and full of shenanigans yeah let's go explore so that's what we chose and the other part of the show if you don't know which someone considered the main part of the show we review local eateries and local food uh local eateries and local beer i should say or local drinks of what you know whether it's a winery brewery we mostly stick with beer but you know Some one day we might get a hair up our ass and decide to try a local distillery or something. Who knows? So far, there's only ever been one show where you did
1: anything other than beer. Yes. And And that that was was with the ladies. (laughs) And that was the worst one. Oh, oh, the
0: worst drink, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but by far. Yeah. Those two wines were god-awful. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I actually, we have to work on a schedule. I got in touch with Amy and and Angela and said, we we, we want to have you guys back on. And they were both like really gung-ho. So we have to work on some dates maybe and get something together and and, and do something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there was the one show where we did... But did we do anything besides beer with the two of us? Uh, Ever? Did we do a cider at all? We didn't, did we? No. We just stuck with with beers. We're kind of boring. We should like... Maybe venture into a wine or something. Yeah, or maybe we should do a cider before the summer gives out.
1: Like, I guess maybe autumn, uh, autumnal. Yeah, a cider is probably actually uh, apple season. Probably not a bad idea. Yeah, we're getting into that realm for like more like spiced kind of like mold. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, stuff. that's that's probably not a bad idea. Hmm. So yeah, so we we entertain local brews today. One of the reasons why we picked Queen an Indian movie is because we chose an Indian restaurant to sample today, and what we've sampled is from Kanara cuisine of India which is in Tenafly, New Jersey, 10 J Street. And you, sir, had the chicken madras, and I had the chicken biryani. Mm -hmm. And our beer today, we have gone back to our good old friends from the elementary. We haven't reviewed any of their uh, creations in a while. So we are reviewing Sawtooth Waveform, which is a double IPA. And this one has an ABV of 8.5% and an IBU of 21. Shall we? Crack open these cans and cool cans and Indeed. try them. Yes. Alright, here we go for the listeners. A little sound effect. Ah. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Let's 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 taste them and I'll read the little caption for our listeners. Let's see. IPA is a broad genre. While the form is familiar, there are many different tweaks and modulations that can turn up or mellow it out. Sawtooth waveform incorporates a pairing of Denali and Mosaic hops to punch up a rich profile of citrus and berry. So cue up a solid playlist and crack open a can. And let me taste uh this description, shall I? Mhm. Oh. That's nice.
1: I'm going to have to go back to something I discovered while I'm eating, Uh which is that I'm going to need to blow my nose. Just so you can taste. (laughs) So I can taste the intricacies of the beer. Yeah, yeah, because of the cold. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm going to take a little sip first. You know what?
0: You know what? Hold on. Hold on. Stand by. Stand by. I'll turn off your mic so Mm -hmm. you can go ahead and blow it. It's not just like... All right. Yeah, go ahead. I think... Yeah. Yeah, Here in the background. Not that they won't be able to hear it, but... Go for it. Taste it now. The intricacies of the beer. How's that? Better?
1: Uh, yeah. That, yep. Definitely better. Definitely better. Mm-hmm. God, that's so frustrating. Mm. It's so weird. I don't get it. It's like it, in the peak of the nose blowing, like whilst I'm actively blowing air out of my nose, yes. I can taste. And the second I stop blowing, yep. I stop
0: tasting. Yep. Because your passages have been... Blacked up again, and the, the, the molecules are not getting to your olfactory nerve. If you want the scientifically stupid sort of bloody scientific science. Stupid science. Come on. Stupid. Science is the reason why this beer is delicious. And they even gave it a nice scientific name like sawtooth waveform. And those physicists and electrical engineers will know exactly what we're talking about. Sawtooth waveform. Sawtooth waveform. So you ever seen an oscilloscope? You know what an oscilloscope is, right? Yes. A little bloop. Yeah, yep. so they use that kind of stuff to measure the speed of uh, hard drives and things that, that circulate at high frequencies. Mm-hmm. Sawtooth so waveform sometimes it gets like, yeah, it looks like the lightning bolt that comes across. That's what oh. that's what's called a sawtooth waveform. Oh. And that's why you see it drawn on the can that way. Interesting. Indeed. So very but this, this is a very nice beer. It doesn't taste or drink like an 8.5%.
1: Oh no, I I I didn't even like register that it was eight and a half percent. No, it completely doesn't. I'd say this was like a six percent. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe five, five and a half. half yeah, yeah, five eight, something like that.
0: So it's it's a very easy to drink. It's
1: pretty low with the IBUs as well. Mm-hmm. It's not that for an IP, for a double IPA.
0: Yes, it's um, what a is little it? bit
1: SRM. They've got all these extra things on here.
0: I have no idea what they mean. I don't know either. I, we can ask the boys when we're there next. Well, the CO2, you know what the CO2 is. OG just means, I guess, original gangster. Um, Actually, that's the gravity. (laughs) Um, And the SRM, I'm not sure what it stands for. But um, this is a very easy beer to drink. So if you run out and get these, folks, I'd be careful about drinking because you'll be able to drink three and not think about it and then whammo because... They're eight and a half percent, so you will be feeling it. Yeah. No doubt. But this is a very, very tasty beer. And you know, considering how hot it is, and today is a hot day, we had a nice little cool down for a couple of days, but it got hot again. This is, I'd be fine drinking this on a day like today. Me too.
1: No, this is very good. So, I've just looked it up. SRM stands for the standard reference method. Oh, okay. It's the color system. Ah. used by brewers to specify finished beer and malt colour. Oh, okay, very good. And it's a, it's a scale. One to three is pale yellow colour. Yep. All the way up to 20 being black. Yes. And then everything in between. Oh, okay, very so, good. And we are at six. Which six, is, that sounds about right. Which is gold. Yes. That's four That's and a half one. to seven and a half is gold. Oh, it goes good. pale yellow, medium yellow, gold, amber, copper, red, brown, brown, black.
0: Ah, very good. Mm. Look at that. We are educating our listening audience every day. Very good. Dr- uh, as as the um, credo of elementary is, we're drinking for science. Indeed. Cheers, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to have another sip of this delicious brew. Oh, they do make good beer. They, they do. Make good beer. Ah, very good. Yeah, like I said, I I, I went and picked some up from them. Um, they had Shore Day, which I don't know if you've had at all. No. That's a very nice beer they had for the summer. Or still have, I guess. Um, and, and I got uh, Island... Island... the hell is it called? Island Retreat? Island, something like that. I forget now all of a sudden. But anyway, that was like kind of goza. It's a bit of a tart beer. It's nice. Um, a little too tart for my taste. Not that I didn't like the beer when I drank it, but it's like if I were to drink it, I would drink only one. And like I was telling Sean before we started recording, I was describing that to my wife and I said like, ah, uh, it's not my thing, but I mean, I would enjoy the one beer. I wouldn't yep. drink another one. And my wife looked at me deadpan and she said, it's not a bad thing to drink only one beer. And I was duly reprimanded by my wife for drinking more than one beer in a sitting. But that's
1: it, as much as that is, it's funny and she is correct.
0: Yes. If you were reviewing
1: a cigarette for a cigarette company, (laughs) you could very easily say, it's not bad to want one cigarette. But I think Marlborough would have a problem if that was the (laughs) slogan. You'll
0: only want one. (laughs) Right. You want it to be like Lace Potato Chips. You can (laughs) never have just one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, But but, but see now, and I'm a big believer in the beer, or or any kind of drink for that matter, where Mm -hmm. you want more than Mm -hmm. just one. Yeah, I don't want it to come off like it's a negative on this one. Some people really like. They have another uh, Goza, which is their main one. Is let's begin, and that one's fine. That one's a little bit tart, but not very. This one, island, uh, island vacation, island retreat. Uh, I, I forget now. You know what? It's probably on my on my app. And I can look it up. But anyway, um, it's not a negative connotation. I don't think the beer is bad. It's just not. M- that that level of tart was a little too much, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was just a little too much, but you know it is what it is. So let's see if I can find the name Elementary Island Island Life. That's what it was. Is. Island Life. Island Life. Yes, it's a yeah. sour gauze. Does it have a description? Calamansi, or Philippine Lime, gives Argoza a bold new citrus profile that balances the tart and sweet of tropical citrus. Hmm. Like I said, it's a nice beer. It is a nice beer. Yeah. But the level of tart is a little too much for me. I remember once we went to, um, it was one of these beer fests for my brother-in-law's birthday, for his 40th birthday, um, down in Brooklyn. Right across the street from the um, Berkeley Center, mm-hmm. and they had this thing, and you pay thirty-five bucks, I guess, to get in, something like that. Thirty-five bucks, I think it was thirty-five, and then they would give you these little eight-ounce cups to carry around. Yeah, and then you go to all the beer, but they must have had like 50, 60 breweries there. Oh you know? Jesus! So right, so <laughs> I, I actually, I don't even think it was an eight-ounce. I think it might have been a four-ounce. Yeah, thing. But it was just like, oh, can I have another? Yeah, sure. Can I have another? And, and I mean, we we went there and I was looking at this pathetic cup and then I saw all the brewers and I was like, oh, we're fine. And yeah. <laughs> within a half an hour, my brother and I are looking at each other. He was like, you think you got your money's worth? I said, dude, I am making these people bankrupt. <laughs> it's like oh what my I'm doing. God. It was just really... That's dangerous. Oh, dude. Only
1: in America would you have a beer festival like that. <laughs> in England, we have beer festivals. There was one in my local town. It's quite a big one. It's a small city now. but And it's a similar... Gimmick, you but you have to when you go in, you buy the container, like you pay for the container. Well, you don't have to buy, I think you, you can get a, a disposable one, but most people buy one, right, like you, right, you know, right? It's commemorative and it says, like, you know, beer festival 2000, whatever, right? Whatever. Right, right, right. Um, you buy that different sizes, and then you go in, and there's all the beers, you know, it's like 100 beers or whatever, different breweries. And you go in and you can have a choice of each one, like you can have like just a sample, a half pint, or a pint. You right. you pay for everything. Even right. The samples. Right, like right. you right, pay. Right, like a right. sample is like a pound. Right. Half a pint is like, you know, one eighty and then right, a pint right, right, is right, like right, two seventy. Right. Which is still cheap for beers cheaper yeah. than if you went to the pub, but still like you're paying right, right, for right, it. Right. Like if if you had a system like that in England, it would be D- oh. A disaster. Uh, of course it would. I mean, that's what, there was even a club in my local city that um that closed down. Uh-huh. Not long after, they came up with a very similar <laughs> idea. It was a nightclub <laughs> that catered usually to younger people. And the deal was, is it was you pay £20 on the door, £20, uh-huh. and you get a wristband, which means you get free right. drinks all night. Right. Specific. And it was like, it was the equivalent of like Corona Bud or like, you know, Alka-Pop, right, 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 ice, right, 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 right. Uh, or like House Wine or something, and like, oh boy. That, that was what it was, but you could get that as much as you can drink um, for, for £20, pounds. and they covered the cost because, you know, they buy everything in bulk, and it was cheap to buy, and enough people would come, and they were, you know, fairly lightweight, and they wouldn't drink much, or wouldn't even drink at all. Right, but... It got closed down very, very quickly because just the amount of like, you oh know, yeah. paraplectic teenagers <laughs> after <like> the first <laughs> week.
0: You're just, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, this was, it, you know what? It might have been even more, uh, the ticket to it. But either way, mm. it was fantastic. Now, the thing that I thought was just awful it was an older building, and where they were holding it was, used to be a bank back in the day. And we're talking, you know, like 20s, 30s, big art deco hall, gorgeous stone everywhere. And they had um, upstairs and downstairs. They had people set up. And they had some people with ciders and whatever. And the long-winded story, as I always do my long-winded stories, was that I tried one of the guys that uh, that was with us, uh, one of my brother-in-law's friends. He's like, oh, try this one. I like these. And it was a Hefeweizen and it was super sour. And it was so sour that it was like... It was almost like I was doing a shot of vinegar, kind of. Mm. And he was like, oh, "I really like that." And I was just like, "I said it's not my thing. I was like, I can't." Yeah, and and generally speaking, like when it comes to like foodstuffs, I'd much rather go for tart than sweet. Like yeah. sweet, I don't have anything sweet. Great, I have like a lemon sorbet. Perfect. That's what I, you know, mm. I'd much. I, I'm geared towards the more sour things as opposed to the sweet things. So i was I kind of surprised myself by having that reaction because I was kind of like uh, yeah i don't I don't like the the super sour ones I'm not a very big fan of, mm-hmm. so but like I said, this was just we were there, and we were there probably for a couple of hours, two hours, something like that. Mm-hmm. There's no way I didn't drink not just the money I paid, but like three times the money I paid. yeah. Because like I said, it was these little like four ounce or whatever they were, eight ounce maybe even. I think it was four ounce actually, four four or six ounce. And you know, it was just like, oh, can I have one? Oh, can I have another one? No, can I? And they're just like, yeah, sure. You know, because they just hire kids to be there. They're like, sure, let me pour you. Now, the awful thing about it was the building didn't let anybody use the bathrooms. Uh. So they had porta potties set up behind the building, which were in the dark. (laughs) like no one thought to like set up lights. Yeah. And I felt bad for every woman out there. And you see everybody like getting the flash on their phone on and (laughs) to go in. And I'm just like, this is awful. You know, because guys, we're just (laughs) pigs and we just whip it out and pee wherever. But for the ladies, I was just, I remember coming home and and, and telling my wife, I was like, that was awful. She was like, should I have come? I said, no, you would have been miserable. You would have been absolutely miserable. One, she she doesn't drink beer. She can't drink beer because she has this whole like thing with grains, mm. I, you know, it was just like I, to go to the bathroom. First of all, it was, um, it was wintertime. It was December, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's cold out there. for the bathroom and these lines. And I'm just like, you know, I walked into the porta potty and I just kind of freaking pulled <laughs> out and used the force to guess where the freaking hole is. It, I felt like I was on the, you know, run for the Death Star, you know, it was like, all right. I, feel like did I get have one hold? of
1: those big old Russian hats on one of those big Cossack hats. It was shuffling ser- your way to- seriously. <laughs> it
0: was it was I was like whoever organized did a really just shit job of organizing it because
1: <laughs>
0: like I said, if I was a woman there, I'd have been like, I want my money back because this yeah. is awful. in Soviet Russia. Toilet shits on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not Soviet Russia. That is McAfee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is McAfee Toilet. No, <laughs> it's shit on you. <laughs> so anyway, let's get to our show, Queen, our movie. Uh, I, like we said, this is an Indian movie made in 2014. And the basic story is, we, we kind of looked it up beforehand, so it kind of... Cheats us out of our what's going on here. But, however, we had the um, the subtitles off. And it was kind of a weird combo. So we got to the the movies 2 hours, 17 minutes. We start at minute 58 and watch it for 20 minutes. Where we start, it shows a girl, Indian girl, with another Indian girl. And it looks like they're in a clothing store. And the one Indian girl is obviously has been living in Europe for a long time. Grown up there, whatever. Because she's wearing shorts. She's got on this little jacket and this little, it was like a halter top number underneath it. Bra Mm. something, you know. Very, very young, very European, very stylish. Lots of skin showing the whole nine yards. And of course, like in a lot of these Bollywood movies, when when they're the main characters, the ladies... They're just impossibly pretty. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, they've taken Hollywood and diluted it. And because when the pretty people are pretty, they're just like, what the hell? You know, they're like, yeah. they're like the ones in the, they're not the, the ones in the blue moon. They're like the Gal Gadots and, 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 and what's his face? Um, oh, why can't I think of his name now? Uh, 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 uh um, I'm completely blanking here. Like I always do. What's his face? Ocean's Eleven, blonde guy. Uh, Bradley Pitt. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's, it's like Gal Gadot and Brad Pitt version yeah, of yeah. Is every like woman in a Bollywood movie. And now even the guys are, are getting to be like that. Yeah. So the two girls are there. The girl who's on her honeymoon from India, obviously, is very conservative. Uh, she was jilted, apparently, and she just decided to go on this honeymoon by herself. And she's with a friend. I don't know if this is a cousin, a friend, who, how she knows her, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But they're in Paris. And they're in this clothing store. And the Parisian girl is trying on clothes that are just skimpy. And she's young. And she's good looking. And she's going to a party. And she's dressing appropriately. And great. And the other girl is putting, she puts on an outfit. And it's completely covering her. And it's a pair of shorts and a long shirt. And the saleswoman goes by, and she says, oh, that's really pretty. That's from our men's collection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're supposed to kind of, like, chuckle at it. And it's it's a little bit of a musical montage, and the girl is trying stuff on. Uh, the girl from India, our, our heroine. And she takes a selfie of herself in the changing room. And then she finally tries on something that's, quote-unquote, party-ready and a little bit skimpy. Mm-hmm. And she's feeling all self-conscious, and she walks out. And a guy walks by, and she, like, you know, lets out a little, like scream and runs back into the dressing room and the other girl the European girl is kind of laughing at her because she's so prudish and up in the online yards yeah so then it's it's the montage of the two girls having fun and the European girl trying to show her a good time and everything and they're um, walking through the streets of Paris and, and, and singing along and, and they keep on showing, the, the the girl that's from Europe, she's the life of the party wherever she goes. Mm-hmm. She's having fun. She has a kid on her shoulders. She's uh, leading a sing-along in, like, the tram, uh, you know, while the other girl is just sitting and just kind of, like, equal parts outraged and jealous that she's not doing the same thing kind of stuff. Yeah. And and, and that's, that's the idea they're selling us here on the movie. And then... Um, Oh, and then they're walking down the street, or they're... No, no, they're having coffee, tea, whatever, at a cafe. And what was kind of throwing for us was the girls was, uh, 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 um, would alternatively speak Hindi and then break into English for a little bit, and the French girl uh, would speak Indian-accented English with a French accent, which was kind of like... Because t- I was kind of like, it's... What? You know, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like something... This sounds weird, you know. And so they would go back and forth like that. So it was just like we would get like three lines in English and then be like, what? What's happening? I don't know what's happening right now.
1: It made me very curious. I can't, I, I, I wonder what where she's what the background of this girl was, the, the <sighs> European star girl, because she the way she spoke English was not... I mean, it did not sound like she was from India. No. Uh, because that's one of those things that you really... Uh, that's almost impossible to hide. Right. I don't think I've ever heard anyone who's natively from India be able to cover it up. As someone who is from England where there are, I've met hundreds of people who were born in India. Right. And like, you know, they could have spent, they could have moved to England when they were like a teenager and have. And are yeah. now in their sixties or seventies, and still have very thick, thick Punjabi yeah. accents. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's there's something about the way that that makeup works that you yeah. just can't hide that. Right. But she very much she did not sound Indian.
0: Like she was very she had the European. No, no. well that was that was the thing that's kind of what caught me. Early on, she sounded like she was American English, mm. and then in a later scene, she was doing English with a French accent, mm. with with, a, with with an Indian sing song. Yeah. So I don't know if that was like at the direction or whatever, but I mean I worked with uh, um, an Indian actress. She won the U.S. Miss India competition years ago. Gorgeous girl, very funny, very nice, lovely woman, uh, Puja Kumar. And she's done. She she she's a Bollywood actress. Mm. Um, but she was like, I guess you, I think she was born in India, but grew up in the states. And like I said, she's a gorgeous girl, really tons of fun. Well, girl, I mean, she's probably in her late 30s. But, you know, like like we've talked about this, I always get worried about offending being an actor. I get, offending, uh, I get worried about offending the younger women that I'm with because I say girls. Because yeah. not so much because I'm trying to be condescending, but because anybody my age and younger, because I still consider myself... I don't consider myself my age, mm. so like if I see, you know, if I'm talking about somebody from high school that I've known for the last thirty years, I go like, oh yeah, the girls from school uh, and a couple of guys, we're all getting together, you know, a couple of the boys and girls from school. So I, do, it's just an automatic thing as opposed to anything. I unf- do the same thing. I think of girl.
1: I think of being girl. I get confused. Uh, even people older than me, like I don't. I, it's it's hard for me to think. Yeah. Of- Someone being a woman, unless they are uh, ten years older than me.
0: But it, but you know what? Even then, I'm just kind of like uh, I'll say like, "Oh, she's a nice girl." Well, oh, and I'll catch myself even if they're yeah, all as like nice girl, woman. She's probably got ten years on me, so she's yeah. a very nice woman. Blah blah blah. But it's it's just <laughs> like a a figure of speech more than any kind of condescension or anything. If I'm gonna be condescending, I'm like, "Oh, she's a cute kid." You know yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. when it's gonna be condescending. That yeah. kind of thing, you know. But otherwise. So anyway, Pooja was, like I said, a lovely woman, lovely to work with. And we went, uh, we worked on this play together, which was a lot of fun. Um, I went to an Indian restaurant afterwards. And one of her movie posters was in the restaurant. And nobody, of course, like knew it. It was just like, what? Wait, let me go see. And like, and sure enough, there she is on this big Bollywood poster. And it's just like, oh, okay, you know. But um, she had a very, she had a very American accent. Mm. Like there was no... There was no sing song in the way she spoke, you know, even though she, like I said, traveled back and forth and she obviously like did Bollywood movies and the whole nine yards. So this girl, the French girl to me in the beginning when she first spoke English, she sounded like American English to me. And I was just like, all right, this is just weird Mm. because they're supposed to be in France and it sounded like her French was actually very good when she was speaking French to the other actors in, in the scene. Um, but then, like I said, later on in the scene, when, when they kind of go their separate ways later on in the movie, she was speaking, she almost, it almost sounded like she was going out of her way to make the English sound French accented. So I don't know if like they caught themselves and said like, no, 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 you're supposed to be from France. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, okay, why would she be speaking English with a French accent? Wouldn't she be speaking English more with an Indian accent? Because the assumption is... Here, as you moved to uh, France from India, and so any English you had was from learning English in India. Yes. It was kind of weird. I,
1: I, I, I... Are you looking up to see where she? from? I'm looking at... Well, her name, for starters, her name is Elizabeth Marie Lisa Hayden.
0: That was Lisa Hayden?
1: That's Lisa Hayden. Okay. She's known as Lisa Hayden professionally, but her full name is Elizabeth Marie Hayden. Okay. Um...
0: And she is
1: it says she's Indian. She's okay. an Indian model, fashion designer, and actress who okay. mainly appears in Hindi films. Right.
0: This
1: is very confusing. She uh. was born in India. Okay. Um. Well, maybe she's got
0: a good ear, and she can just do the Indian. accent really well.
1: Uh, to a
0: Tamil. What does Tamil mean? I guess uh, this? Uh, Sel- uh, Sri Lanka, Ceylon. Sri Lanka. Okay, her father
1: is Tamil. Is, is a Tamil. Uh huh. Australian mother, ah, you know, hence the Hayden, yeah, and the uh, Marie Lisa. She lived in Australia and the United States, ah, b- before moving back to India, ah, in two thousand seven. So I guess she grew up between Australia and the US. Oh, okay. and her mother's Australian, so and,
0: and that explains yeah. the the weird, like my ear just going like, huh, with it, because you yeah. probably were saying certain things American, and, and then she throws a little Australian in there, you know.
1: So she probably didn't grow up with her father then, I imagine. If she has her mother's
0: surname and she grew up in Australia. Well, maybe she did and she just decided to use it to... to, to no, that's true. Because, you know, if she's applying for something they're like, oh, we got an um, uh, American actress or English actress applying for our movie. And yeah. then she shows up and, oh, well, at least she's got a foot in the door. Let's see what she can do kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so that's,
1: I guess, there you go. So that's, it's, it's like, what's her face? What's
0: um, I forget the actress's name. But she's actually a good actress on uh, 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 Marvel's Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. Oh, I, 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 I think her name is Chloe something. But she she had a very exotic look about her, and what you find out is is she's um, half Asian, half Chinese. Oh, okay. And she said she used she changed her last name because when she used to, she never got called in for anything. Yeah. Because of course, you know, in the U.S. is like it's impossible for Hollywood to believe that there's Asian people in a neighborhood <laughs> or in a, you know yeah. for whatever reason, and so she says she changed it to, uh, I, like I said, I forget what her name was, and then all of a sudden she started getting booked. Yeah, you know, because she you look at her and you would like think like oh is she maybe Latina is she, you know it, it's nothing is very but she's like her dad is Chinese you know like ethnic Chinese, so it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it could be something just as simple as that, she just changed it so she could, like, book roles. That's true, yeah. You Maybe. know? Because, yeah. I mean, as, as much as we don't like to think that prejudices only exist in, in Western Europe, they're all over the bloody place.
1: Yeah. It's just funny it said that she mostly works in Punjabi film. Yeah, it has such a Western name. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean... But also her full name, like her... Her f- uh, her whole name is Western, yeah. Which is odd. There's, odd. Like, there's no like you know, there's no Indian influence in her name. Oh, whatever, it's kind oh. of interesting. Yeah, yeah. These Australians, hey? oh. <laughs> bloody Aussies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, we won't be having another Indian name. No, no, no. Well all right, right on, mate. Listen, yeah. Jackman, Hugh <laughs> <You, you> Jackman. <laughs> but um, so anyway, so the two girls are at a cafe. And the European girl is talking to a French guy and talking to a French. And she basically says, and by the looks of everything, it looks like she just met him. Yeah. Like she said, because, um, yeah, because she was like, oh, salute. And, you know, kind of like, hello. And she chats to him. And then she says, "Uh, you know, like basically with the phone to her head. And she says, call me. And then she kisses him on the lips. And the girl from India is just like, what the hell is going on here? She's just... Again, just like, just... I'm trying to find the right word. She wasn't so much outraged as just stunned, I guess, shocked, Uh is is the word. Like, how could she kind of stuff? But anyway, so her friend takes her again and they go. They're running all over town and she takes her to a party. Um, They're in the bathroom getting ready and her friend takes off her bra and says, Ah, who needs this? And she's telling her, the, the European girl is telling now the girl from India... Uh, you should like get lose your bra and, and and get put pull this down and do this and she's like oh outraged, and then the Indian girl says, like oh condom condom and it's like that's all I understood, and and the European girl says oh I'll take two it's yes. <laughs> just like all right she's she's getting some work done tonight good for her why not <laughs> and um, they leave and then she goes and has a party, and then from there it goes to um, and we talked about this the, this whole thing. Because one of the reasons we picked this movie, we thought there would be a lot more shenanigans. Yeah. And a lot more just like culture shock. Mm -hmm. Whereas so far, to me at least, the flavor of the movie is to show to everybody in India just how morally corrupt Westerners are. (laughs) How scandalous. Yes, how scandalous. How just like... <gasps> yeah, no. I like, Imagine
1: people being in this in India in, yeah, at the moment. She's kissing the boy or put the brow there. They're like, <gasps> yeah, right, right, right.
0: right, right. It was like, it's like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's to me, it was definitely just like, <laughs> where, is yeah, so, where is her mother? where is her mother? Her grandparents are very ashamed right now. That <laughs> I'm telling you right now. It's to me, it, it's it's one of those like, what, it's definitely a commentary yeah. on just the. The ruin, the Dante's Inferno that yeah. Western world is. I mean, yeah. that's how it reads so far, you know. And, and
1: it's very tame. Like, they're the, you know what they're showing of like shocking Western culture is like she's a very normal, like well-behaved, nice girl, right? This, but right because is.
0: well, I guess if they did anything else, like people would go apoplectic. Oh yeah, they'll probably burn effigies on like a lawn of the director or something because. <laughs> If they really went outrageous for Western standards, it would be like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So anyway, so then there's a scene where the girl is... um, Oh, but but to flashback earlier, when they're in the dressing room, she takes a selfie of herself and sends it to a guy who's in a bar, it looks like, but it could be a tea bar because it looked like he was drinking tea with a buddy. And he opens up his phone and it's a Blackberry... In 2014 believe it or not and um, it's like come on you guys make the iPhones come on you, you know you get one for like a buck fifty but um, <laughs> not that anything I'm saying here is charged or
1: there were serious business people in serious,
0: you know, yeah. yeah yeah so he opens up the blackberry and there's a picture of her wearing this kind of and it was very ta- it wasn't really scantily clad or anything at all yeah. it was a little bit tight-fitting but, you know, the shoulders were covered up. Everything was covered. You know, it was short-sleeved, but that's about it. So she sends him a picture. And the guy looks at it, and he puts it away. And he looks at his buddy and says, uh, you want another one? And then he's very pensive and just kind of rubbing his chin and, and looking kind of, like, upset that this is happening right now. You know, whatever. Yeah. Then later on, they show Then come back to, to, to the current run. Of, of of the scenes and the girl from India is in her hotel room, and she's uh, skyping her family back home, and it's mom, a dad, a grandma, and looks like a little brother, mm-hmm. and they're talking back and forth, talking back and forth, and um, the door opens up and it's her European friend who, which I thought was odd, kind of like I I don't know where they went with that scene because it kind of like it fizzled. But she was dressed like she was a, a, a flight attendant. I don't remember that. She was she had a very, very, like, starched, very proper white shirt on, and then a black, like, pencil skirt almost, like, to the knees. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, she must be a flight attendant. Yeah. And then the next scene, it was like nothing. They were, like, partying again, kind of. And I was like, what's going on? She
1: might have been. I mean, that might explain it. She Maybe she was, actually. That would almost explain it, like, if she was a flight attendant for Air India or something, and then she would be the sort of person that would travel around and know everyone and be very... Well, I, I guess,
0: yeah, because, yes, because one of the things that happened also was the girl got a phone call, and it was from, I guess, the travel agent who was going to cancel her trip to Amsterdam, mm. and she said, no, I'm staying. And he said, are you sure? And she said, yes. He was like, oh, okay, fine. And then we'll leave the itinerary what it is. And... Um, then for the like, the two girls are walking, the, the, the girl from India's got all her, like her backpack all set up and they're walking and they're at a train station. So obviously she is going to take a train from Paris to Amsterdam mm-hmm. and the European girl is telling her and they're doing the same thing again where they're alternating between Hindi and English. Yeah. And the girl is telling her, well, and this is where her French accent comes in thick. And she says, here, you will give this, you will see my friend, and I forget what the friend's name was. You'll see my friend and you'll give this to her. She lives at this address. She gives her a piece of paper. Uh, don't forget to visit my friend, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and she's like, hurry up, go on, go on the train. And then some, there's a weird exchange happens and the girl starts walking off and the other one starts doing this swaying dance kind of tone. My take was she's telling her, don't forget to loosen up And have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like life is short. Go have a party. And from the exchange, I thought I caught something almost like, like my parents chose my partner when we were five. Mm. And at a point in time, I'm going to go back to India and marry him. Yeah. To basically show like, Yeah, I'm here in Europe and doing all these wild, crazy European things that only savages do. But, you know, when the time comes, I'm going to go back to India and be a proper wife. Yeah. Like I said, this is one of the things that I was like, yeah, this is a commentary on the corrupted lifestyle of the West, basically. Uh And so she goes like, oh, okay. And then the two of them dance a little bit. And then our heroine, she gets on the train to Amsterdam. She gets on the train. She... uh, Gets a phone call while on the train. And I guess this is the guy that was in the bar. Uh He calls her up. And she gets all teary-eyed. And basically gives him some kind of brush-off answer. And hangs up the phone. And then she's all sad. And I'm like, okay. So if I'm guessing this right. This was the guy that you were supposed to go on a honeymoon with. Mm -hmm. And whatever happened, happened. And you decided to screw him. Uh, um, I don't need him. I'm gonna go on this honeymoon by myself. Why did you send him the picture from the dressing room? If he's calling you now and you're all bent out of shape and upset, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I the psychology of it just kind of unless that was a mistake. Did she mean to send it to him? Did she, was that obvious? I can't remember if that was something they. Uh... You know what? You you might be right because it seemed like the girl, the European girl, when she was waiting for her. Mm-hmm was looking at her phone too.
1: Maybe she was meant to send to her and accidentally sent to him. Uh, and, and sent it to both.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe hit yeah, but they didn't explain that in the storytelling. Yeah. So you're right, that might have that might have been it. Mm. So, now our heroine um, gets to Amsterdam. Yeah. And there's a sign on the door and it's a hostel. And it's a European youth hostel and I remember turning to sean and saying like you know sometimes when i watch these things i feel like i didn't have the proper youth because i've never done this where i've gone on trips with a bunch of strangers that stink and you know bugger each other all over creation and 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 uh, sleep like five to a room or whatever and i'm like did i miss something <laughs> i'm wondering did i miss something in that lifestyle or i mean i've gone on vacation with friends and shared rooms and it's not like i'm above doing that or anything yeah. But, you know, there's like the way they showed that chaos, I'm just kind of like, uh, not my thing. I think for, for me, at least, it was like,
1: uh, I remember when I was, when I was in England, that, was, that, that kind of thing was reserved for people that either didn't have plans or didn't know what they were doing. Right. And they were, oh, and that, they would take a gap year. Right. Um, Or it was for people that, I mean, very much did know what they were going to do and it was probably something fairly serious, like they were going to go to medical school or like law school or, and because of that, they were going to take a gap year to have fun first. Right. I missed out on that because, you know, I knew I wanted to act and and do all that stuff and I knew I wanted to go straight into that. So I just did that. Right. And And that in itself was already kind of like a mess around, play around option. Like it wasn't very serious in itself right so but i do know plenty of people that did do that that, that, that you know that did that traveling thing where they right they they, they took a gap here and traveled and, and whatever else but it's th- the thing is it's like it's not even really very even if you do the hostel route like that it's still really expensive like you need a lot of money to do that this day like maybe 20 years ago. i mean i i but know now, like it costs a lot of money to do that sort of a thing unless you work somehow <laughs> like i'm one of my cousins right now is in Ireland and he you know he's He's, he's like legitimately he's backpacking around Australia but he's working like he's doing the whole thing where he works right. on farms and, like yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah, 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 which is different but you know most people I know that backpack around Europe don't work right. they just
0: well I had a, a cousin of a cousin actually years ago he taught tennis at one of these um, orthodox summer camps yeah orthodox Jewish summer camps in upstate New York you know and it was just like he basically came to America saved a bunch of cash, traveled around a little bit, saw it, you know. Uh, when he was here, he stayed with my folks for a few weeks, and then, you know, he was back to, he's an orthodontist now, whatever. But it's like like you said, with the work thing, like that's kind of the thing they do. Mm. You know, you get a job as an au pair, you get whatever, uh, a maid, you work in a restaurant. Um, I forget where I was, Rhode Island uh, uh, or or, or the Cape Wherever it's kind of touristy, a lot of times they'll have European kids that, that work as waiters and waitresses mm. because they get a gig because, you know, it helps with the tourists, especially, you know, because especially if you're from the Mediterranean, and I might have talked about this before, in Croatia at the very least, you're not worth your weight and salt if you can't take an order in five different languages. Yeah. Now, you're not going to have a big conversation, yeah. but you're going to be able to tell somebody what the menu basically is, how to find a bathroom, what the menu is in Spanish, German, Italian, French, you know, and English. Yeah. You know, you are gonna be able to do that as a waiter or a waitress. Yeah. And so if your English is a little bit better, you know, you, you come to America, you go to Australia, you go to Ireland, the UK, wherever, you know, and, and then they'll have that. And then, you know, you work like you, everybody else. You work your shift, whatever it is, six hours, eight hours, and then the rest of the time you know, you got the weekend off? All right, let's drive to D.C. Let's drive to Niagara Falls, whatever the case may be. You know, I think um, I, I've never, I've never, I've never, I've never done it. I've never had the opportunity. Like you said, I think a lot of that's still like there's a, a money involved. I knew a guy, my roommate's friend, his mother worked for Swiss Air. Mm-hmm. She was a flight attendant for Swiss Air. So one of the perks of Swiss Air was that uh, immediate family members fly free. Yeah. So he would just about every summer in college backpack for a couple of weeks through Europe mm-hmm. because he would you know he'd fly to London, hang out in London for a couple of days, find a cheap hotel or whatever, see the sights, fly to Belgium, fly to you know because he was on Swiss Air wherever Swiss Air was going he was like oh can I get hop on this flight sure there you go you know it's like it's one person, not a big deal kind of stuff. So he could do that. And I was just like, okay, because, you know, to fly to Europe just, you know, it's, it's it seems uh, restrictive to me, especially in, in, in those days, yeah. you know, being in high school and college, because I know I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one of my big regrets in college was the university. I went to Hopster University. They had a... Um, Marine research facility in Jamaica, and one of the professors was like, "Would you like to go?" And like, and it wasn't like just to me; it was like to the class. And I was like, "I would love to go," mm-hmm. you know. And we were going to do invertebrate research and work in coral reefs and stuff like that. But back then, it was like five grand. Yeah, you know, nineteen ninety four. It was five thousand oh, yeah. dollars. I was That's just expensive. like. And I remember just going like, well, no, I'm not going. Because mm-hmm. that was literally almost my entire year's worth of, of tuition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, because my tuition was at the time was like 8000 <laughs> You know, it was like, well, no, I can't possibly do, you know. Yeah. It's like five grand. You know, and a lot of kids at the school were very wealthy. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'd love to go, blah, blah, blah. And i was just like, well, not for me, but. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, like you said. I, I usually think, did I miss something? And then I'm just like, no, I didn't. You know, so, my experiences were mine and, and these kids have their experiences and that's great. And I really don't, I don't feel bad about it at all. I think
1: it's, it's interesting. I think for, for, you know, you, you're lucky enough that you come from a, a European background. You know, you have, you have a European family and, you know, you have that. And I have a similar thing. I think I would feel different my daughter when she grows up, I think I want her to have that. I yes. think I would I would push her yes. to go and spend time yes. in Europe. Or outside of America. Yes. But probably Europe Just it's easy because Europe's one of those places where you can go and you can go see a whole bunch of different countries yes. in a very short distance. Right. And you can you don't need to get on a plane once you're there. Um so I, because I think that is important when you live in a country like America, where it's so big, and it's so easy to become in, insular, and especially in the yes. current time we are, yes. right? and it's all about, you know, you know yes. hunkering down. I think that's important for Americans, and I'd argue, you know, India or China, if you're from an equally large place where it's very one kind of thing, yep. I can see the appeal. But I think it's different when you, if you already have European sensibilities, it's not as important, I don't think, so you kind of already have a good awareness of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah.
0: yeah. No, no, I, I, I hear you. And, and it's funny to, to see people who have a modicum of celebrity or quite a bit of celebrity, depending on which circles you're in, whenever they do. So let's say like Anthony Bourdain before he passed away. Mm. And he would talk about all these like wonderful things and how his mind is open because you see all these cu- cultures and people and places and foods. And, and what you realize, we're all people. You know, this concept that's so difficult for everybody... Because everyone gets caught up in these stereotypes. Mm. And I mean, stereotypes are there for a reason. Yeah. You know, they're not made up. Stereotypes are real because it happens often. And that's why it becomes a stereotype. But at the same time, it's just like, well, okay. But there are lots of other stereotypes. And you know they're not true. Because you meet all sorts of people. And everybody's capable of anything just about. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad. So it's nice, like, when you see it... um, The most recent one I saw was um, Henry Rollins Uh was talking about he like he went around the world for whatever reason he was like it's the most mind changing thing I've ever had yeah because you talk to people and you like they have the same worries more or less Uh they want you know good life for themselves and their kids they worry about you know when the next meal is going to come from that like everybody does around the world and it's like and then they're like. We're all one people, man. <laughs> it's like, well, well, yeah, we are. It's just, and like you said, I think as an immigrant, you come here, you have more of a perspective on that. Whereas, you know, if you, like you said, if you're just insular and just in one place. And I mean, I, I'm, I've known a guy who's never left New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. He lives in Englewood.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's never been to New York City, dude. He's... And I was like, George, are you serious? And he probably had like 20 years on me. And, and, and I'm like, George, are you serious? He's like, what? it you've never left New Jersey? He's like, no. you never been to Manhattan? No. <laughs> <laughs> How can you Which do that? mind-boggling, right? Yeah. Mind-boggling to me. I mean, it, it's weird. I, I even like, well, I talk about it because I've lived here now the longest I've ever lived anywhere in my life. So when people say where you're from, I'm kind of like, I kind of begrudgingly, I'm just like, oh, I'm from New jersey i guess because yeah you know annie and i have lived in the same house for almost 20 years Mm -hmm. it's like what (laughs) kind of like blown away but at the same time like you said i'm just kind of like why wouldn't you just want to just go see what's around the corner you know what's over that hill and that me i don't know why you wouldn't do that we already talked about
1: me and my wife emily we we talked about um uh, starting a new thing like you know it's, it's tough when you think about vacationing and right time uh, you know plus money equals like you know effort or whatever right so it's, uh, or a like, headache yeah exactly so I thought what would be a nice thing to do perhaps going forwards is is you know having a, a time when we know that we can book off work or whatever and instead of necessarily having a think and plan or go whatever we're like how about we just like choose a direction and go and just go there yeah. and I will drive yeah. for as long as I can yeah. before I just feel like I'm going to fall asleep right. and wherever we end up we end up and like every time we do it, we just choose a different direction. Yeah. And
0: to me, that seems like a great way to we, see new places. We, we've kind of done that a bit because um, for the most part, uh, uh, flying is one, expensive. Yeah. Two, especially domestic flying in the US, it's so bloody uncomfortable and awful. Yeah. I mean, we went a few years ago to, to Vegas and the time before that was like 2005 that I flew. Like we went to Hawaii and the difference in flights was just... Like what the hell happened in the yeah. last uh, ten years? You know, it was kind of like wh- so. So we we do that kind of stuff. Whereas like, oh, uh, let's go to North Carolina. Uh, let's go to Georgia. Let's go to Florida. Let's go to oh, let's go to Niagara Falls. Uh, let's go to Nova Scotia. Let's go to Cape Cod. Let's go to Maine. You know, it's like like you said that kind of stuff. It's like oh, let's go somewhere where we think we're gonna find something and just stay there for a week or or weekend or yeah. whatever. And see what, what, what we see. And so, yeah, I think one of the big ones when I was in college, we, we talked about, and of course, we didn't have the money for it because where the hell would we get the money for it, was to get like uh, three or four of us friends and get a Winnebago and just go cross country. Mm-hmm. You know, like drive to California and back. Kind of like, you know, take a southern route, take the northern route and come back kind of stuff. And it's like, uh, well, you know, I, I, I personally think that would be lovely because driving unlike a lot of people driving is one of the things that relaxes me yeah I, I, I totally relax driving I'm not necessarily just relaxing, you know because I'm gonna pass out fall asleep it's just I find it just a relaxing you know my brain kind of empties out I just have to keep an eye on traffic play some music run some food you know I like I like it and what I like about it
1: is if I don't have to if I'm relying on a GPS then that's a sort of a different thing right but but if I'm going somewhere and I'm kind of, time isn't of the element. I'm right. kind of guessing it. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I'll find my way. Yep. Uh, not only do I enjoy it more and I'm, I'm paying more attention because I'm having to look, because I'm having to think like, oh, well, you know, well, I'm going this way, that way. I tend to like remember things quicker. Like, right. like if I manage to go from one place to another, I'm going to go this way and try and find my way that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have memorised a new route. Right. Whereas if I take a GPS, I'm never, I can do that trip a hundred times with a GPS. And probably never even remember the route. Right. But if I go somewhere, I'll remember. There's yep. a part of me that thinks if I if I drive to California just by literally heading west, and yep. Just going, I'm just going to drive west until I hit California. I feel like I'll probably remember how to get to California. <laughs> I'll probably like remember. <laughs> so part of me will be like, yeah, I remember this part. We just keep doing this. Yes. Um, which you know, which is which is cool. I I love the idea of that as well. The whole Winnebago thing. We into it recently, though. It's, it's, it's in itself is expensive. It's, they charge you a lot of money to rent those. Yeah it, was, it was thousands like they yeah. want to charge you I guess well it's a freaking house insurance yeah 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 you it's, know it, gas it, yeah. And, oh yeah uh,
0: of course yeah, yeah 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 it's expensive yeah it, it is expensive That's it's about, about the same as like flying the one the one that I is on my bucket list basically to do and that I found out while I was working one of the guys he was big into boating and he said yeah you, you know they, they take the Great Lakes route I was like Great Lakes route what are you talking about And there's a whole group, and you can go online and research it, of people. And they map it out and tell you where to go, all sorts of stuff. Where you start in the New York area, like the Long Island Bay kind of sound. um, Kind of sound. The Long Island Bay, or the Long Island Sound. You start there, and you go up the Hudson. And I think you start, like, June, something like that. May, late May, June. And you go upriver the Hudson and you work your way up to the Great Lakes. And then you go, go across the Great Lakes to the Mississippi and then work your way down to the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> and then once you're in the Gulf of Mexico, you basically, by the time you get to the Gulf of Mexico, it's, you know, March and yeah. then you can work your way up back the coast to New York. And I'm like, that would be fan freaking tastic. I yeah. just love that. You know, because, like, I actually saw pictures of, you know, all the gates that they have along the Hudson. And it's like, oh, my God, it's just gorgeous, you know, because these were all the highways back in the day. So there are all these lovely old structures along the way, you know. I think you work your way up into the St. Lawrenceville Gap. And then from there into Lake Ontario, from Lake Ontario to, I want to say Lake Erie. No, it's either Erie and then you work your way to Michigan Lake. Mm. And then you work your way down the Mississippi, all the way down to the Gulf, and then you know you go around America's Wang, also known as Florida, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and then you work your way back up. And I and I always thought like, you know, as a boat trip, I, I can't think of anything more relaxing. No, that sounds great. It, 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 but again, it's one of those things like, okay, am I buying a boat? Am I renting a boat? Can I really go away someplace for six months? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a yeah, year, yeah. you know? So yeah, can yeah, yeah. I, it's not like you need to do it in a year, but, like, that was the thing, like, if you want to see all the sites. I mean, if you, could work, if you want this people that managed to work
1: online, like, if you could work from anywhere, then would exactly. be perfect. If you, you know, if you just had a computer and a phone. And you just whatever. have to check
0: your files, yeah. like, two hours a day kind of stuff. Right, exactly. You yeah, could yeah, do yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Yeah. yeah. But anyway... So back to our boring movie um, <laughs> <laughs> and our boring conversation. Yeah. Um, so the girl goes to a hostel in the Netherlands. She says, I have a reservation. The guy says, sure, no problem. He gives her her key. She goes upstairs and she opens up the door and there's one guy on the bed and one guy doing pushups. And she's like, ah, and closes the door and runs downstairs. She says, I have the wrong room. The guy says, no, that's the only room. That's, the, that's your room. She says, yeah, but there are boys in my room. I'm not sharing a room with boys. He's like, well, it's a hostel.
1: Yeah.
0: You have to share your room with people. And she's like, but not with boys. I don't share with boys. And she's just like, he's like, well, that's the only room I have, you know, and I hear Amsterdam is pretty booked. (laughs) Yeah. He says without any irony in his voice,
1: there's no sarcasm. He says very straightforward, (laughs) like as the Indian man who wrote this script
0: for this Dutch guy to have to say,
1: and the the Indian director who's like, I don't understand why you keep laughing, why you keep saying this line. No, it is serious. It is important for plot. You have been told that Amsterdam is full up. I'm like, like, okay. I
0: think you read that the wrong way. I think that was just his sales pitch basically saying, all right, good luck finding some other place. This is the only place you're going to find.
1: It rubbed me up the
0: wrong way. I, I know. Like, that was such a
1: weird... Between the line and the way he said it, I was like, this is very weird... He was like, "He's like, from what I've been told, Amsterdam is pretty booked up. It's very straight. <laughs> like, you
0: wouldn't be able to find a hotel room anywhere in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah,
1: like what, from, from what you've been told initially, that's in it. So, who told it's you? Like, Who's like, been updating you? There's like a hostel-like group. Where everyone rings around. Oh. Is the
0: Euro Cup playing in Amsterdam it's like, right oh, now? It's pretty booked up, by the way. Is the World Cup playing in Amsterdam? Did I miss something? It's like what? Huh? Is it Tulip Festival? What the fuck's (laughs) going on in Amsterdam? I'm like, yeah, mate. On on your fucking bike, mate. Get So she goes upstairs. There's a little, like, Asian guy in there. And he was doing push-ups when she walked in. And there's another guy. He's very brooding. And he's doing artwork on the wall. And there's just, like, papers pinned to all the walls in this place. And it's a room with four bunks. And she um, sits down... And pretends to call on the phone like, are you coming to visit me in Amsterdam? Yes, tonight? Very good. I'm in Amsterdam. You're going to come to my room? Great. Come to my room. Because I guess she's kind of putting the guy on notice that, you know, someone's going to be here to keep her safe kind of stuff. And the guy couldn't give a shit because he's like doing a charcoal drawing on the wall. Yeah. The little uh, Asian guy gets up and he's got like a party shirt on and he says, (laughs) "wee" to her, whatever that's supposed to mean. I don't know if he was speaking Dutch or not. And then he points to his shirt and he goes, potty? And she just like kind of looks at him and doesn't say anything. And he decides to to uh 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 he just leaves kind of off in the huff. And then he he leaves the door open and, and the dude doing the painting <laughs> in the back, he says, Hey, close the door. And this guy, who's maybe four foot eleven, turns <laughs> back, he says, No, you close the door, and he storms off. Yeah, I was like, Okay, I don't know what this little thing is. <laughs> So the dude doing the the, the the painting on the wall, or the charcoal piece on the wall, goes and closes the door. Then she gets up and opens the door, because she doesn't want the door closed with a boy in the room, because like, oh my god, it's the 21st century, and get over it. Yeah. But anyway, um, then she goes and picks up a blanket and a couple of pillows, and goes out in the hallway, and sits on a bench. And then... The scene goes. Um, I guess she sees the guy. Yeah, it was the guy from the bar. Yep, and he's there all of a sudden. And and the scene switched. I forget what the first scene was, but then the next scene they were like on a, on a bus.
1: She was the first scene was it was a weird like little uh, corner like hole in the wall like. Restaurant. Yes, that's where he right. He was frying like dough or something. That's like that.
0: right. That's right. That's right. He, he, he like right. He was like working at a food cart. Yeah. And she was like munching and talking to him. Yeah. And he said something, and then the scene switched to a bus where he just kept on repeating the same thing while she's looking at him, and then the camera like comes back into focus, and it just switches again, and you see like oh she's having a dream she's sleeping and someone's poking her awake. And she wakes up, starts screaming because it's a black dude that's waking her up. And he's like, no, 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 yeah. He's trying to calm her down. Yeah. And, and and she's like, ah, like literally screaming for 30 seconds. Like, he's a big guy. He's like bald. He's muscly. Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. But like perfectly sweet. You can like tell yeah. by his expression. He's like, he's trying to wake her up. Like, no, 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 no. Because apparently what happened, he and then the white dude, the artist and the little Asian guy all decided that they were going to sleep somewhere else and let her have the room. Yep. So they tell her, no, no, go, go sleep in your room. And she just grabs her stuff and she goes off. And it was hilarious because it was just like this world unity moment with the little Asian guy, the white dude, and the black dude all looking after the little Indian girl. So it was just like, oh, well, isn't this just a Benetton commercial? This is just lovely.
1: And it's like, welcome to the
0: new Scooby-Doo. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So, and then in the next scene... They show the guy, the, the one who jilted her, walking out of the Amsterdam terminal, I guess, the airport, whatever. And for, so for whatever reason, he call, he's calling her little brother. And that's where our 20 minutes is up. Yeah. And like we've mentioned, and you can probably tell by our boring conversation... This was absolutely bloody boring. We thought it was going to oh. be a lot more fun. Nothing. Songs and singing. Even the poster of the movie
1: like, was Nothing, her, like, yeah. like she was in the middle of a like song and dance thing. Nothing was happening. I was really... What I was imagining when I initially like saw it and I was like, oh, this looks good, is I was expecting Indian woman goes on like a European vacation style scenario uh-huh. where there's these loopy Europeans... And like, there's this big Indian-like Bollywood dance. And then like, a French guy with like a beret and a striped top comes by with onions. Right. he's like, oh! <laughs> and then like an Italian man with a big mustache is like, oh, no, no! <laughs> and, and them all being all Indian in the middle of your pit. That's what I thought was going to happen.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love the French and the Italian guy. <laughs> but it was absolutely lame. Nothing happened. It reminded me of that Turkish TV show we watched which is kind of like a similar basis where the girl went and stayed with her like her brother and then she ended up in like a tea house and the waiter kept on oh, trying to refill her tea yeah. and she kept on telling her to fuck off. Oh, Do you awful. remember that? Yeah. It was awful. Nothing happened. Like literally for 20 minutes, nothing yeah. happened. This movie was just... For a Bollywood film, definitely. For, oh. for a Bollywood film, it was very disappointing. And I mean, we've talked about... we. I was mentioning it before we started recording. It's kind of tough because we had such a just high of doing gringo yep. with just what the amount of shit that happened in the 20 minutes of that oh, yeah, which literally. is just like mind-boggling li- and literally right, yeah. exactly right yeah. in fact one of my friends posted on Facebook on our Facebook page uh, 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 that I knew from like way back when he was just like oh that was a hell of a documentary and then he put a poo emoji and I was just like <laughs> killing myself <laughs> laughing I'm like yep you saw it yeah. <laughs> So to go from a, a, a show like that with such a high and then to go to this with such high expectations uh, and it's like, it's doubly just like crushing because it's like, man, this is a dud. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. She's just a prude. Yeah. You know, and Westerners were all just corrupt and, and just unethical and just savages giving into our impulses. Uh, it, it was just, it was just so lame. It was. It It was was. the lamest 20 minutes we've watched in a long time. Like I said, that Turkish one where nothing was happening and she was in the tea house, that was the closest. Yeah. Because the last Bollywood one we saw was actually interesting. Yeah, it was. was. hilarious. There was a bunch of weird things going on. Right, right,
1: right. And we've we've had some good ones recently. We've seen a bunch of funny things. You know, the Dov Lunger thing that was
0: silly and Zoo was ridiculous. Zoo was ridiculous, absolutely. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing. It doesn't have to make a whole lot of sense. But it should be entertaining. Even if it's yeah. terrible. Because even if it's terrible, it's entertaining. Yeah. Because that's the thing I think a lot of people and a lot of critics, they get past it. It's like, oh, this was an awful movie. This was garbage. That concept was garbage. But was it fun? Yeah. Were you Were you laughing at the ridiculousness of it? Because to me, the movie did its job. You were entertained. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're just bored and sitting there and doing nothing, you get up and you walk out. Fair enough. Yeah. This was an awful movie. Th-
1: that, and that's why, in, for my money, like The Room is a better oh. movie than Batman vs. Superman.
0: <laughs> By leaps and bounds. Well,
1: when you consider the amount of the money and the actors oh my and the goodness. scripts and the... No.
0: Whatever. No. Batman vs. Superman... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think... I can't think of a worse casting decision than... than um, What's-his-face for Lex Luthor? Oh,
1: Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse yeah.
0: Eisenberg. I can't think of one. Yeah. I'm like, my God, what a... You know, there was some article I was reading recently and they were talking about... Um, with the MCU movies, which were good casting decisions, which were bad, you know, Jesse Eisenberg was just the worst. Yeah. Like the one that everyone was losing their mind over was Ben Affleck. And he was basically the only good part of the movie. <coughs> him yeah. and, and the, the few times that Gal Gadot came on there as Wonder Woman, you know, it's like, that was it. Yeah. Everything else is terrible. I mean, Henry Cavill, I, I, I liked, I remember I saw him in, was it Immortals or uh-huh. Immortal or Immortals? And I was like, oh, this guy's going to be Superman, that's great. And the first Superman, I was like, okay. And then the next Superman, I was kind of like, eh. And then Batman <sighs> versus Superman, it was just like, oh, God, this is awful. I kind of feel for him because he,
1: if he'd have never taken Superman, yeah. uh, I think he would be James Bond at least one day, if not the next. And maybe if he he w- still has he'd have time. just I mean, he's done the math. Is yeah, he even in his no. 30s yet? Uh, I think he is. But doesn't get Roger
0: Moore didn't get James Bond until he was like 45?
1: Ye- older I think because Idris Elba who is the current favorite right to get Bond. Right. If he gets it, he would be tying joint that he would be the same age that Roger Moore was when he first came on in uh, uh But Idris
0: is what? 42?
1: No, he's older. He's like 46. 46. Is he? Yeah, Mm -hmm. but he would be the same. I remember reading it. It was because I remember thinking that, like, oh, I think Idris would actually be the oldest, and I didn't realize how old Roger Moore was. Roger Moore was he did his first movie. I knew by the time he retired, he was like in his (laughs) seventies. He was old, but I didn't realize he was. um, (laughs) I didn't realize. Well, he was was knocking on it because you think about his first forty-five. So Idris, I was forty-five now, right? So he would be forty-six, When it came out, which would be the same as that. Roger Moore was forty-six when he first did uh, whatever the first one was. Uh, for your. for No. Oh, I need lived twice? No. Uh, yeah. Live and Let Die? Live and What's Let Die. Live and Let Die was the first one. was 46. And that no. came
0: out in 74. Live and Let Die? When was Live and Let
1: Die? I'm not sure. That sounds right. I'm thinking in terms of Beatles' wings.
0: Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Live and Let Die. 73. Okay. Yeah. And his last one was. Um, Duran Duran. 84. Four. Yes, 10. he was flight... So he was in 57, his 50, 57 when he finished. Well, yeah, because what's-his-face was also fairly old when he got it. Pierce Brosnan. Because he got dicked out of doing it because... Uh, Timothy he, Dalton, yeah. T- not, not Timothy Dalton. Uh, 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 Pierce Brosnan.
1: No, but he was going to do it over... Timothy Dalton got the role over Pierce Brosnan. Yes. Affirm. but
0: But he got yeah. it because the producers of Remington Steel wouldn't let him out of a contract even though they were freaking canceled. Yep. And that was the thing that was just like, what? Here's this, like, young, you know, uh, British guy. He's great. He's perfect. He's handsome. And they wouldn't let him out of it. That's what dicked him over. Yeah. And so it was... Jesus. Because Remington Steel went off the air in, like, 84. Yeah. Because... Right. Because that's about the time. Roger Moore just did... um, I keep on saying the Living Daylight of A View to a Kill. Yeah. He did A View to a Kill. Dolph Lundgren's first movie. No,
1: I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: yeah, he was one of the guards. He was one of the Russian guards. Oh. And he was Grace Jones' boyfriend at the time.
1: Ah, uh, that makes sense. And it was one of those
0: things where the director's yeah. like, hey, kid, we need an extra body here. You want to stand here? And he's like, okay. Yeah. And he's like, stand here. And these are your marks. And he was like, okay. And you know, it's like, He's not a stupid guy, so he was just like, "I'll go here, here." And then the guy came up and said, like, "You should get an agent, kid. You got a future in this." So he was like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> you know, because he was able to follow directions. Yeah. It's just hilarious. But hey, there's Dolph Lundgren for you. I miss those guys. I just, I was recently watching. Uh, I haven't
1: finished it yet. I've watched it it's about four or five sittings. I've been watching it. Uh, the original Terminator. Okay. And it's been a very long time since I've seen it because Terminator Two. Sure, it is the better movie. I've seen that yeah. way more. Right, because uh, I, I think I only ever watched the original Terminator once. Yeah, and I think I probably even watched it after the sequel because okay. Terminator Two was to come out. Whatever
0: so Terminator I, Two just... probably came out the eighty nine. Yeah. Okay. Um, the first Terminator was eighty four. Okay. Well, I, so I saw or eighty eight Terminator Two.
1: Eighty eight or eighty nine? So. I want to say eighty nine actually. I know I saw Terminator One after, definitely after Terminator Two because i saw terminator 2 uh i got it from the video shop i was i mean i was young but i always saw young. 91
0: things. actually terminator 2 okay yeah so
1: maybe a couple of years later i would have seen it terminator 2 and then i got the sega mega drive which over here was called the genesis yep i got the terminator game thinking it was like the terminator 2 and it was the original terminator and i remember being confused because so i was like who is this person I'm playing as? Who is this Kyle Reese character? Why is he not a Terminator? Like, this is awful. Why do I keep dying? <laughs> I don't understand. What? Why, why is this the plot? Why am I trying to find Sarah Connor? Where's John Connor? What's going on? I am being very confused by the whole thing. <laughs> That's great. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember like, I hate this Kyle Reese character. He's awful. And then I remember, went back and watched the film to, to understand. And I was still like, oh, I still hate this Kyle Reese character. He's still awful. Uh, but I was, I've been watching it recently over the last few days, and it's uh, a it's great because I truly am rooting for the Terminator. I'm like, yeah, kill this car. This guy's awful. <laughs> but also, I did I forgot how like violent it is. Oh my goodness! In terms of like everyone just dies all over the place. Like the Terminator, well and truly lives up to his name. Like, like, I, in I, in I the first it, one, in the first one, yeah. I yeah. remember the sequel. There was a lot of collateral damage. But the whole point of Terminator 2, it was like he was an improved model. So he was very much focused on killing John Connor yeah. and the Terminator, the original Terminator. Like he had to wipe them out. But he was basically, he was so efficient, he didn't have time right. to basically bother himself with anyone else. Unless they go on his right. way. Yeah. And then they kill him. Well, but he wouldn't do it vindictively. He'd right. just do it whatever. Right. But this Terminator, the original Terminator, Arnie is going around just killing every single Everybody. person he sees. Everybody. Just
0: well, because they're there.
1: He's well, like, bang, bang, well, bang. Well,
0: you know, in retrospect, when you think about <laughs> it, in retrospect, he was... <laughs> when you think about today and what's happened today. So, the Terminator came from the future... and he wasn't quite sure which the real Sarah Connor was so he didn't have that in his database so instead he took out a page out of the fucking yellow pages and just killed every fucking Connor in the yellow pages (laughs) was like what? wait a minute here's a super intelligent computer and he doesn't have access to who fucking lived where what?
1: and this was like I'm talking about butterfly effect like God knows what happens in the future you kill every single Connor you find in LA like surely the most intelligent thing is to like only kill this one person because that's how right. you kill you kill everyone it's like well what you probably going to kill the guy who invented skynet eventually if you just keep killing right. everyone in la right
0: yeah yeah exactly so
1: and the timeline doesn't work out either. It's very confusing. I remember at the time it was confusing, but Terminator 2 does a much better job of cleaning up all that exposition stuff. Yes. But this original one was a lot more of an exploitation-style film. It's a lot more about... I mean, just, the, the, the original, no sense. The original
0: like, one was like a low-budget movie, though. Yeah, you can tell.
1: But it, I was... I'm trying to figure
0: out... Bill like, Paxton how? in another appearance in a Schwarzenegger movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he said... Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what... It's like... Carl Reese has to come back into the past to protect to save Sarah, Connor. Sarah Connor. Because she has to give birth to John Connor, who right. becomes the head of resistance. Right. Yet he is the father of John Connor. Right. He has to father John Connor, but he's in the future, but not in the past. It doesn't make sense.
0: It makes it, perfect sense. What are you talking about? It's a time loop, it's a time paradox. But, uh, well, uh, That's why John doesn't tell him he's his father. Oh, he doesn't know he's the father. He doesn't know he's the father.
1: Oh, he doesn't know he's the father. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense.
0: Because that's the whole thing. I thought at the end, she's like, "I'm wondering if I should tell you who your father is, and if you would make the choices that you do if I if you knew."
1: Yeah. Okay. God, that's confusing.
0: That's why, like in the Terminator Genesis. Uh, Anton Yelchin's character, he was Kyle Reese. Yeah. But then and, where and, is and, Kyle and, and, Reese's family? Where's his, where's
1: his goddamn family? Like, his parents should be the same age as Sarah Connor.
0: Yeah, but they died. I mean, he was a kid when everything came down because that was the whole thing. He was Why like, is he
1: not interested to go see his parents at any point he, in The Terminator? He,
0: he's like 16, 17 years old. His parents died before he was born kind of stuff or when he was a little kid. He was raised by the Resistance already.
1: If I was him, I'd be trying to find his parents in... Like, yeah, needs that curiosity like they got to be there
0: <laughs> smoke a doobie with them <laughs> well,
1: and, that, and that's the other thing if the Terminator was clever enough they like, figure this crap out I'd be like well okay he's Princess Anna I'd be like right I just need to find this fucking Carl Reese's parents who are just a couple living in like you know wherever Anaheim it's... in some little I'm just going to shoot them and
0: this whole thing ends you know what we should actually tr- tr- I'm trying to think what would be a good holiday or time of year or something to do that and just find some like old sci-fi movies particularly that deal with time traveling yeah. and just to see just like how much they got shit screwed up like I said the the, the the most glaring one of the original Terminator is like why does he need the fucking yellow pages what they, they yeah. have records what, what, what's, what's going on so you know just go through all of these and just see how they got everything wrong there's, or how they got everything right there's a great film uh, we should do an episode that it wouldn't strictly be our
1: normal style, but we should we should do an episode. We'd have to watch the whole thing though for it to really work. Okay, there is a great. Well, that's
0: fine. We've done it with the room. Why not?
1: Yeah, there's there's a great sci-fi film. Um, I've forgotten what it's called now, but it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, but I remember when I was looking up great sci-fi film, and it is known as the most complicated, like sci-fi conceptual film ever made, and it's a small film. Like it was an indie kind of budget was it uh, dark city or something like that no it's recent it was within the oh. past 10 years okay it came out it's it's a very recent film but it, it and it says like you basically need to be really intelligent to actually get it like you, you can't be like it's not like people who like chris nolan films and think they're like it's more intelligent than normal like it's a different level right and like to the point where there isn't there's like a thesis there's like someone someone put like a full like essay on Reddit. Okay. And you need to really read the the essay (laughs) to get the to really kind of understand the whole It's time travel. It's a time travel movie. Okay, sure. But it's just so unbelievably complicated in the science and the loops and the back and the forth and the it's about someone who goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and it's just like
0: Some good ones were 12 Monkeys was a good one. Yeah. I didn't watch the T V show so I don't know how good that was. But Looper was also actually pretty good. Yes, uh, and they're
1: great. But this one, oh my god, okay. it would it it would be it would be a great one for this show. In fact, it would actually be a Primer. It's called 2004. This would actually be a really good one to do with guests. So if like Amy, uh, and Amy Angela? Angela came
0: on, this would be, and we don't tell them about it.
1: Okay, this would be great because. All
0: right. Uh, it'd have to be a three-parter. Maybe I could get Torsten or Andrew to come back because I know both of them would Yeah. Oh, home. it's it's directed, produced, written, starring, at uh, music
1: edited all by the same guy. He does everything in it. Okay. The budget was like seven thousand dollars. He made okay. the film for seven thousand dollars in two thousand four. How long is the movie? Uh, it's seventy-seven minutes. Okay. So hour seventeen.
0: Yeah. He's ambitious, huh? And
1: it is so so Trippy. confusing. Uh, y- yeah, it's all right. Well, you know, what? Primer.
0: we're going to have to, all right, we're going to have to, uh, 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 make a note on that. In fact, I'm going to put it right here in my notebook then. Primer. Yeah. It's about oh. a dude
1: who builds a time machine, but not like your, you know, your tinfoil hat, flux right. pasta time machine. He's a science scientist. He builds an actual time machine uh-huh. in a storage unit oh. in like a, storage space
0: i I, that that
1: rings a bell now and that rings a bell i've heard about it yeah and he like one day he brings someone in on it because he needs to in order for it to work in order for him to test out the theory he needs to bring in somebody right 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 and that's when stuff goes crazy okay because Because it gets into like he's been going back and forth like a hundred or a thousand times and like but the only way for him to like break the cycle break, to, to make it is to bring someone else in and there's all about notes and making notes and see how things change and all oh my god it's so confusing okay. because you have no idea what's going on any moment you're right, like right, right. I don't know what I'm watching where <laughs> am I what time is it who's doing this which did that it, oh it's mad alright
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, so so let's, let's wrap up then um, episode 44 let's do the food first yeah chicken yep. madras and chicken biryani um, you want to start with the madras Uh, Yes, uh, I said this uh, before. I said this
1: with the beer. I could only actually really taste it when I was blowing my nose. Okay. Um, When I blew my nose, it it seemed nice. Again, I can only taste it for as long as I was blowing my nose. (laughs) So I got like a good, you know, three seconds taste. Okay. Uh, From what I tasted, it, I think it was fine. Okay. Like like with a lot of American Indian food compared to English Indian food, it was it's not quite the same. So it's a little. So it was a
0: little,
1: a little more watered down, like a little weaker taste-wise than you would get traditionally okay. in like English-Indian food, okay, just kind of a richer uh, uh, food. So, it, But from what I've tasted before, I, like, I think it was good. I think it was not a
0: bad place at all. Okay, The naan was nice. I, I could taste yes. that. The naan was a nice naan. Um, and the, I, I don't even want to put naan in, in, in the grating thing because it's almost like a cheat. Yes. it's like garlic nuts okay you're going to put oil garlic and salt on a piece of bread how bad could it be yes yeah Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. pretty easy pretty easy yeah. I can make gnar bread yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but it was it, I think it was good I think it was tasty you know it was uh, it was going down fine so I yeah I'd give it I'd say I'd give it like a oh, I feel bad because I didn't make t- you know I couldn't taste it great i give it a 3.4 okay yeah okay
0: I had the chicken biryani, Um, which I kind of like to try in different places. This one was a little under. It's funny, too, because the guy asked me for the spiciness level. And I said medium because I didn't want to, like, you know, blow us out. Um, in terms of spiciness, I, I suppose it was a medium. To me, it was kind of like on the lower end of medium as opposed to like a, yeah. you know. It, this, to me, this was like medium to mild. I thought um, it was a little bit under seasoned. Quite frankly, I thought. Um, I think mine was as well. I think. <laughs> I think who, whoever salted it is like I don't know on a diet, a low yeah. salt diet or something. It, it was a little, it was a little bit underdone. I thought it was nice. I've had better, um, but um, the chicken was good. the the the. the, the the rice was nice. Um, I'd give it. I'd give it a three six. The chicken biryani. Okay. Okay. Uh waveform, my friend. You want me to go first? Why don't yeah. I go first? Sawtooth waveform. Um, this is a lovely IPA. Um, did we have an IPA last time? We had an ale. Uh, two times ago, we had an IPA. Um, in terms of IPAs. This has got to be one of the nicer ones I've had, I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, it doesn't feel. It doesn't quite taste like I mean, there's that bitterness there, but they they've brought it forward where it's almost like a little bit sweet mm-hmm. and just mellows the whole hoppiness out. and it's just so damn easy to drink. I, I'd give this I'd give this a like a four point one. This is I think this was a very, very nice. And like I said, it's eight point five. It does not drink like an eight point five. No way. No way. Not at all. Yeah, I uh, I, I really enjoy this beer.
1: I'd so get in trouble different. with this beer if someone didn't tell me if I didn't know what it was. Right. I would easily drink four of these in one setting. Right. And then go to drive, and I'd be like, Whoa, whoa, well, well, okay. yeah. When well, you stand up, like, yeah. Hey, wait a minute, what
0: happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think I'd um, I think I'd give some. I think I'd give it a four just because. Yeah. Maybe I give it four point one a high. It's just, like I said, I'm a bit under the weather, so I can't taste <laughs> complexities necessarily. But I could definitely taste the fact that it did not uh, taste the percentage, and that it was um, not overpowering. It wasn't too hoppy. It was, uh, it, it was very drinkable. You know, whether I, even though I can really taste, like I said, the complexities of it. But it was, it was, it was very drinkable. Didn't taste too strong. It's refreshing, um, which you know I basically come to expect of the elementary because they're. They just make good beer. They know what they're doing, you know. They, yeah. Um, they've in in many ways, I kind of hold them to a higher standard than other brew brewers yes. because of it. And I've had a couple ones in the past where actually I've been like, no, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't love it, and that's because I know how good they are, right? You know, because yeah, was, I was gonna say,
0: you're right, because they're a little bit, they're they're victims of their own success, yeah. Because when I try a beer and it's not just like I'm not going, oh my god, mm. I'm kind of like disappointed because they're like every one of their, you know. The majority of the beers, when I taste, I'm like, this is such a just good beer. You know, and if it's just kind of like a good beer, I'm kind of like, oh, this is a little disappointing. No, 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 it's a good beer. Yes. I'm just so used to, like you said, the higher standard where, you know, Puerto Rico or, you know, or, or any of the, the the beers that we truly loved. It's it's usually the sort of beer that it tastes like you would distinguish it.
1: Yeah. Like if I put one of their beers next to another version, like if I got their... Puerto Rico and then I went to you know the, the shop and I bought another local coffee brew porter. porter coffee and I compared product. them, I would know. I'm right. like okay, well this is the this is the elementary. I yeah. know, I can tell. And I can do that with most of their beers. So every now and again they bring a beer that's just a good beer. Yeah. But I wouldn't be able to distinguish it. I'd be like, Well, this is just a good beer. I guess anyone could have made it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I think that's the yeah. difference. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. All right. And for our movie Queen, what do you say? what's going on here oh god uh i've i feel like we're cheating the public it's it's lazy nothing is nothing, going on nothing, here. Is, going on nothing here. is going on here. nothing is going on here there's not even enough to maybe than the first part when she's with the girl in paris yeah to lead you to believe there might be a sex school involved no but no not even
1: the one thing that is definitely going on here is whoever whichever studio i think i feel like it's universal uh, w- whatever studio is behind the new Queen biopic like, coming out <laughs> that have had to call it Bohemian Rhapsody the movie like I feel like they are the ones who feel most hard done by with this film because they are like wait oh wait, there's a film called Queen, called Queen? Uh, uh, and it's watch, this film oh, oh god man. Jesus <laughs> if I was Brian May and Roger Taylor I would have had this in a bag for 20 years like have the rights of the film name down just keep Queen because as much and this I and I unfortunately I'm a huge Queen fan mm-hmm. but I have a hunkering suspicion that this Queen film is going to be a hunk of shit what I think it's not even going to be disappointing I think it's going to be terrible what I just think it is And have you seen any of the trailers yep and they look good they look good but I think it's going to be shit
0: uh, you think the only good parts are going to be the trailer yes okay Um. and but you know what That's good. I'm glad you think that way because this way you I'll only be happy about it. You You can't be disappointed. (laughs) Just I know I have I've
1: had a little bit of personal insight into the making of the film. I've known a few people that have worked on it. Okay. In various things. Uh And this film has been they have been making this film or trying to make this film for a long time. Yeah. Like they were in the process of my singing teacher when I was at music college, this was seven years ago, Uh was in the process of coaching Tashman Cohen for the Freddie Mercury role whilst they're in the pre-production 70 years oh ago. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Sacha Baron Cohen was supposed to be Freddie Mercury? Yeah. Yeah, he was. And that would have been a very interesting film.
0: That would have been, yes.
1: That would have been,
0: he he quit.
1: He quit the film over creative differences with Queen because Sacha Baron Cohen, one of the things he decided when he, he joined up with their thing is, you know, he very rarely does really anything, but certainly serious films or legitimate films. And this would have been the first film he ever did that was like a playing a real person, or whatever. Right. Um, and he very much wanted to. One of the things he was most attracted to with it, because he's not a singer, right. was the personal life of Freddie Mercury, the darker side of his life. He was very interested in getting into the, in- the intricacies of his character, mm. his flaws, his demons, like his personal All life. All the unspeakable stuff. Yes. Mm. That's what he's really interested in. Brian May and Roger Taylor, Queen. I mean, they are Queen now. Roger Deacon, the bassist, has nothing to do with Queen. He, ever since Freddie Mercury died, he gave up all... I think he still collects residuals, but he doesn't have any input. Say on it, right. He said, it, for him, the second Freddie died, it was over. Like He did the tribute concert, but that was the last thing he ever had to do with Queen. Right. I think they're all friends. He just doesn't work sure. really Yeah, it. yeah, he just It's um, not for him, right. But th- those two, they... Unfortunately, they, they said uh, they weren't interested in that. They they felt that that was it was an, it was inappropriate and it wouldn't have been fair on the legacy of Freddie and his family. To do he that. he came from a very traditional Indian family, yeah. and it's still alive. His mother's still alive. Sure, she's an old lady. Um, and they felt that it should be a family film, and it should be celebrating the. Accomplishments. The accomplishments of Queen and the you know the campness, but like the fabulousness and the, all the like the things that you associate with Queen as being fun and right. That's what it should be, and it's not a in depth like
0: you know. Biopic. I mean, in a way, I'm I'm more of that view too, because Freddie's dead. Yeah, and he has nothing to say about it. If Freddie was alive and he was like, you know what, yeah. Let's show me warts and everything. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Go for it. But to come in and be like, no, I want to show him when he was, you know, you gagging on, uh, in a toilet at yeah. three in the morning. What? No. Why? I think that... Yeah. No, I, 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 you know, you, you want to Write
1: a book. I think the problem is because he didn't come around from it. I mean, He was a very private person. I think their point is Freddie was very private. Right. He didn't share his private life with the public. No. Like he wasn't interested in it. People no. didn't even realize he was gay... A lot of people refused to even believe he was gay, and when he died of AIDS, for a, for a lot of people that was the first, like confirmation that he was even gay. And so here's someone who had a very, you know, he personal personal life, but was had a, lived a big life and certainly had a lot of controversies and you know unashamed. But at the same time, he never had the ability to have that moment twenty years down the line where he can come back and go like, well, now I live this life. I'm happy to go back and revisit it. He never made it out of it. Right. And he died. Right. He died as a direct consequence of the life he was living. Right. So I can
0: see it. I can see that that is, it is almost disrespectful in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, like if he was alive and he said, all right, sure, sh- sh- sure, show me warts and all. I, yeah. I think it's, un- I think it's unfair. You know, um, I suppose if somewhere in the dark recesses of whatever he did, he hurt people. Mm. And people's lives were just ruined beyond, you know. I'd be like, okay, you know, if he was a child molester, fuck it, put it on because yeah, yeah. The, the prick deserved to die. And everyone should know what a prick he was. Great. Okay, do it, you know? But I mean, unless it's anything short of that, it, it, it's his private business. Um, what's his face? John Mahoney, who played the father on Fraser. Mm. You know, and he passed away, and everyone was like, oh my God, he was gay? Nobody knew he was gay. It's like, th- that's the one thing that, that, that. And I understand why people say like, you should come out so that young people are this, that, and the other thing. I get it. I understand it. There's a responsibility. There is. For some people, it's my life. Yeah. I never associated myself with being gay. I just happen to be gay. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's my sexual preference, which makes it a private preference, which makes it a private matter. Mm. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not hiding it from anybody, but I'm not throwing it out for everybody to see. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Not because like of any you know lingering homophobia or anything like that. I don't care, but but I understand when people are like, no, this is you know this was a private thing. I'll, I I'm not sharing that. Okay, yeah. you're fair enough. Yeah, no, that's fair. I agree with that. You know, I mean. Like I especially like something like a, if you're a personality where your face is on TV every week. Yeah. You know. Um, and if you're if you're like pushing agendas that go on the, you know, almost like on the political spectrum, then you know what? You almost have a responsibility to come out and and, and say to people, well, this is what I am so that nobody can say like, oh, well, why are you hiding this kind of stuff? You want to keep it in the open. But if it's a personal thing and it never involves your just, you know, your work that you do, why is it a thing even? Yeah. Because, like, ironically enough, in the long run, isn't that the point where we want to get? Uh Where nobody gives a shit? Yeah. It's like, oh, he's gay, so? Uh Big whoop. His hair is brown. Who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, because that's the goal. Yeah. That's where we want to be. So, like I said, I, I... I, I I'm with I'm with Brian May and, and no I agree I I think and uh,
1: but it's not just that decision that I think is going to make it bad I think th- there are a few different ways along that it, it's had three different directors this film yeah it started off with Tom Hooper when it was Sash Branco and it was Tom Hooper who did King's Speech uh-huh. and the Miz film and right. like you know he does these grand Oscar worthy right, films right, 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 right. fine and then it and then it transitioned to at the last minute he went out and they got Brian Singer right. Brian Singer Mister you know all the oh such potential and then such fucking garbage yeah. with you know like the crappy x-men films he did right. he's like oh x-men One great everything and i was like eh. yeah you know he, he, he weird kind of like not a great yeah. um director True. i mean he made x-men apocalypse like come on like yeah, garbage yeah that was his most recent superman film superman returns that was his most he recent left, film he before left he did x-men this. to
0: make superman returns
1: yeah this is a man who did x-men apocalypse his bounce back film is this film. I'm like, I don't think you leave that film and immediately find your greatness again. No. And it, it, it's someone else's film that you just jumped on. And he got fired with like two weeks left of filming. Yeah. And then they brought in Dexter Fletcher to come and finish the film, who is a relatively new director, directed some uh, British films that, to high claim. Did Eddie the Eagle, which is quite a fun film. And yeah. he did uh, uh, Sunshine on Leith, whatever. And uh, that in itself is fine. But even, like I said, back to my singing teacher, like my singing teacher was. Who is a legend? She was excellent. She's superb, and she would have got to sound amazing. She it wasn't attached anymore. The woman who's the singing teacher to Remy Malik, just to bring it back to me again, because of course everything has to come back to me. <laughs> she actually tried to sign me to her agency when mm-hmm. I was coming out of the same music school that I was at before, and I turned her down because I didn't like her and I thought she was awful, not very good. I thought she was. Not a great businesswoman. I didn't think she was very talented. She was overrated. I've worked with her before and she was very Maddox vocal coach for this film. So, already I've varying degrees of why I think it's not going to be good. Wow, there is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't
0: realize that history was going to take that turn. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Very good then. You don't have to go watch it. I'll see it and and I'll let you know what it's like. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. After that little tangent, folks, (laughs) (laughs) I guess we're going to sign off on this one and we'll talk to you next time. See ya.